0: It's a major technological development. It's going to change the way the world does business, in ways both visible and invisible. And to steal a line from the movie The Big Short,
1: Yeah, you got a soundbite you repeat so you don't sound dumb, but come on.
0: On this episode of Mono Mercado, we're going to learn about blockchain and how it's going to change your life. So you don't have to repeat a soundbite. Come on! From the Georgia Tech Center for International Business Education and Research at the Scheller College of Business, this is Mondo Mercado Understanding Global Markets. Mondo Mercado aims to demystify the complex world of international business through education and entertainment. What is there to say about blockchain? What is blockchain? Well, the first thing we want to get out of the way, right off the bat, blockchain is not Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. We might talk about cryptocurrency at some time in a future episode, but we're not going to talk about it today after this brief explanation.
2: Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture.
0: Cryptocurrency is to blockchain like email is to the internet. Email was and is a powerful tool, but most people recognize that email is not the entire internet. So it is with blockchain. Blockchain is a powerful tool that enables cryptocurrency, for sure, but it also allows a lot of other things. You'll hear people talking about things like distributed ledgers, smart contracts, the immutability of ledgers, but you may not immediately understand what that means. We've interviewed several experts in the field so you can better understand what blockchain is and what it
1: does. So my name is Daniel Goldman. I'm CEO and founder of Turnio. Uh, we're an enterprise blockchain company focusing on everything from the data layer portion of blockchain to the payment layer. Why is
0: blockchain important?
1: Uh, I think blockchain is going to revolutionize the world uh, for a lot of reasons. But uh, blockchain ultimately at the core of it is really about peer to peer. It's transparent. Uh, it, it People talk about trust, but really it's about connecting Um, businesses together uh, and automating processes, eliminating unnecessary uh, middlemen and intermediaries. How is uh, blockchain secure? Well, blockchain, first of all, is decentralized. So in other words, it's redundant databases. So it's very hard to, if we were to have a security attack, which happens all the time, there's no centralized point to attack. So it's very hard uh, to kind of manipulate or, or to hack into. There uh, you know, there's encryption, of course, uh, smart contracts, which is really um, another functionality of allowing people to interact together without an intermediary. And I would also say it's sort of the, um, one of the things that's never talked about is tokenization or the the token that people typically might think of, let's say, Bitcoin. It cannot be counterfeited. And that token acts as a two-factor authentication or digital verification of someone or something and that will prove to be a very powerful force as we you know expand into security and and protecting systems and people that tokenization that token will will represent a person's identity or a company's identity and that has proven at this point to be completely on or something that people can't counterfeit and 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 recreate
0: uh so one of the things they say about blockchain is that blockchain
1: is immutable can you uh, yeah. you've kind of explained that but ha- uh, how is blockchain immutable okay so it's immutable because it essentially blockchain un- such so tr- it, it think of it as redundant databases okay so you have traditional databases where there's one central point and what the way that databases work traditional databases is i can go in and i can modify information Like Edward Snowden downloaded information. Anyone could go in, modify information, and all of a sudden, I have no idea that the information has been modified. That's a traditional database. With blockchain, you can have complete confidence because it's redundant databases that requires there's different kinds of algorithms and and approvals that go through. There's all kinds of different ways to do it. But at the end of the day, it comes down to there's multiple participants who are part of this blockchain they're validating a piece of data to make its way onto that blockchain and once it's made its way onto the blockchain it's very very difficult to go back and change data it would mean you you can't have one bad player in the system to go back and change their data it would require many different sort of collusion or hacking multiple systems it just makes it really really challenging and thus because of that the data cannot be changed thus it's immutable
0: so uh, a lot of businesses exist as Intermediaries, um, yes. and one of the things that the intermediaries provide is a level of confidence between the the various you know links on the chain. Does blockchain have the ability to reduce or eliminate the role of those
1: companies? Well, that's the thing that scares the hell out of people. I can tell you that you know if you think about where we're going over the course of the next decade, and in all these sorts of different types of technologies, from artificial intelligence to blockchain, 3D printing, and you name it they're all going to have a major impact on industry in different ways. It's going to change the landscape. So for this particular functionality, your question around, you know, intermediaries, a lot of intermediaries, as per your point, are utilized either for trust or as a connector, because let's say, for example, the farmer doesn't know how to get their goods to market to Walmart. And they end up taking a big cut as an intermediary because they work as a black box. So Walmart doesn't really know what the farmer got, and the farmer doesn't really know what Walmart was willing to pay. And so, at the end of the day, there's these like middlemen who are taking large cuts of the of the money. What blockchain is going to do is going to have force complete transparency for Walmart to be able to know not only when the transaction happened, you know, my my lettuce is my lettuce is fresh, for example, but also how much who got paid when, right? So now, all of a sudden, if I'm looking in the aggregate, I can say, "Wait a minute! Why is you know the farmer making 25 cents on the dollar? They're willing to sell their lettuce for 25 cents a bushel, but we're paying a dollar a bushel, and we're using these intermediaries. And these intermediaries are taking this much time, and they're cutting out this much of the profit. It is going to absolutely put tremendous pressure on intermediaries who don't have a purpose other than just being a connector."
0: Right. If you're if you're a non-value add beyond providing the connection, then there's not a whole lot of value to you.
1: Correct. Now, if you have value add, well, that'll just be built into the cake because you're doing this out of the other. But that will all be determined. It'll all be transparent. People will be able to break it down because it'll be automated and they'll be able to see, wait a minute, we're wasting a lot of money here, here, and here. And that's going to put a lot of pressure on the middlemen. And it's going to give a lot of power to the people paying for the, the service, the Walmarts of the world, the Amazons of the world, the banks, whoever. whoever's whoever got the money in in large swaths are going to be have a lot of control in a way that they didn't. And from the retail side of things or we'll we'll call it the supply side, they're also going to see a benefit because they're the one producing the good. If I'm creating steel or if I'm creating if I'm building a widget or if I'm selling my lettuce, whatever that is, I should be able to if done properly have much better idea as to what my upside potential could be. Can you explain to the average person how blockchain will change their lives? How blockchain will change their lives? You will have More control over your data. You will have more control over your financial instruments. You will be able to engage in faster business transactions with people you don't necessarily even know. And you'll be able to do that without an intermediary, without a cost, without a a, a broker or middleman, because blockchain is going to make allow for trustless transactions. Blockchain is going to allow for peer-to-peer payments. Blockchain is going to allow for you to control and keep your money and to control your data in a way that that other technologies have not allowed for up to this point that probably didn't explain how it just kind of what i think it will do what it will do not necessarily how to do it can you for a,
0: a brief bit uh, describe what's a smart contract and how it works
1: smart contracts as a term is used in many different forms there's IBM that funded hyperledger fabric which is a which is a permissioned system a private blockchain and their definition of smart contracts is different than what ethereum is but what it essentially a smart contract really is in my mind is going to allow for two for somebody to engage in a contract between two businesses or people without the need of an intermediary to be able to exchange value money back and forth without needing an unnecessary middleman. So it'll be faster and it'll be cheaper because I can exchange, I can pay for something through a smart contract with a digital asset. And I'd say, my personal opinion is a smart contract must have a digital asset. Otherwise, it's not really a smart contract. And I can literally engage in commerce with someone I don't know. And we have a deal, execute the deal. And then without needing a broker, the money moves from me to them.
0: So Daniel has done a great job explaining what the technology is, but you might still be struggling to understand how it works.
1: Perhaps we can use
0: music as an analogy. Let's say we create a data record, which we'll represent with music here.
3: Happy birthday to you, happy
0: birthday to you, happy birthday, happy birthday,
3: happy birthday
0: Now, let's say someone changes the data.
3: It's your birthday.
2: Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. The sun will shine, the flowers bloom, the birds will sing a song for you. Happy birthday.
0: Now, happy birthday is a lot like a commodity product. It's so universally known that if it's changed, it's immediately obvious to nearly everyone. But let's say you have a different piece of digital data that you want to ensure the integrity of.
2: Money doesn't matter, Mrs. Kier. Just tell me what you want.
0: Don't take my
2: No, that's wrong. I, I don't understand. I'll, I'll explain later. First, let's hear what you've got to say. Bye.
0: If we don't know what the music is supposed to sound like, we'd have no idea if the data was changed.
3: Someone else can compose music for you, someone else can perform music for you, no one on earth can listen to music
0: for you. If we find another copy of the data and compare the two copies, we'll be able to detect the difference, but we'll have no idea which one is correct.
3: composed you would be you. Someone else can
2: depart me. Money doesn't matter. No while
1: on
3: Earth can't be. Just tell me what you want.
2: No while on Earth. I'll I'll explain later. First let's see what you've
0: got right. The original creator will know what's wrong, but someone else, like a potential customer, doesn't know which one's the right one. You could always find a third party to verify the data. But how would you know? And how would you know that person is trustworthy? On blockchain, it would run differently. As soon as you create a record, a copy of it is created across the peer network for the blockchain. So there are multiple copies. Now, if someone tries to introduce an altered record, it's much more obvious. Now it's a lot easier to hear which is the wrong data block. We can use a fairly simple program to pull all the data sources and remove incorrect data. This, in a simplified form, is what blockchain does. In cryptocurrency blockchains with open ledgers, the cleaners are called miners. And in return for verifying the data on the blockchain, miners are rewarded with coins that can be spent as currency. This provides a self-sustaining incentive for third parties to preserve the integrity of the cryptocurrency blockchain. So blockchain gives you secure, verified data that you can trust, even if you've never met the people you're conducting the transaction with this suggests some real-world applications that could bring significant benefit immediately insurance claims processing could be sped up tremendously with a blockchain verified electronic record of all losses and payments the Internet of Things seems to be a natural application for blockchain blockchain passports could speed the process of clearing immigration land and asset ownership certificates birth and death certificates and a whole host of government tasks that are vital for business as well Can be much more efficient, accurate, and secure. When we come back, we'll talk to Nishant Das of the Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business about the role of blockchain and applications beyond what you may have thought.
1: Hello, this is Michael Oxman, Managing Director of the Ray C. Anderson Center for Sustainable Business at Scheller College of Business. We at the Center are working to integrate environmental and social issues that present both risks and opportunities to the private sector into business school education and practice. We do this through academic research, courses and co-curricular activities that emphasize real-world engagement with corporate partners, and via collaboration on a range of international sustainability issues. For more information, you can find me at michael.oxman at Thank you.
2: Okay, so my name is Nishant Das. I'm an associate professor of finance at Georgia Tech, and I'm also the founder of the Blockchain Roundtable at Georgia Tech.
0: So what do you think the first thing that pops into your mind, since you you deal with with blockchain a lot, what is the first misconception that you think people typically have about blockchain?
2: Oh, that it's Bitcoin. So most people who are not um, sort of fully accustomed to the idea of uh, or fully understand the technology and accustomed to uh, the idea of distinguishing between the underlying technology and other cryptocurrencies. So, so a layperson who first hears about blockchain always tends to th- uh, associate it with Bitcoin, and you know that that's the biggest misconception. And I. I think we've reached a stage where most people coming to conferences are are beyond that misconception, but uh, there's still plenty of people out there who conflate the two.
0: Okay. What do you think is the greatest potential for blockchain outside of cryptocurrency?
2: Uh, That's an interesting one. So, you know, so I should should say first, fintech is, uh, quote-unquote, the killer app of uh, blockchain technology. I think... uh, so cryptocurrencies are definitely at the cutting edge of what's happening in blockchain. But in my personal opinion, there are lots and lots of other interesting applications beyond fintech. So there are applications in supply chain. Uh, you can trace uh, things and track things. So tracing backwards and trace, tracking forward, uh, that's possible with a blockchain. Um you can do a lot of interesting things with identity uh, on the blockchain. I think that's one of the most promising areas. Uh, it's still very underdeveloped, but has a lot of promise, especially when it comes to developing countries and elections and those kinds of things. Uh, sustainability has lots of applications uh, in blockchain. I mean, the list just goes on. You know, they're they're plenty of uh, examples, but I would say supply chain and identity are the the two biggest ones in my opinion.
0: What do you think the biggest potential impact for blockchain on international commerce will be?
2: That's an area there uh, where there's been a lot of work uh, already and and there's a lot more to be done. There's a lot of scope in international trade um, because as of today uh the way trade works is based on a lot of documentation so so there's a famous case study of uh from the harvard business school looking at um the trade lens uh, project between ibm and Maersk, um the the container shipping company the the world's biggest container shipping company and they show that if you send a um say a shipment of flowers from um uh kenya to rotterdam it passes through several dozen entities, you know, in Africa and and in Europe, and at every point in the chain, when you're handing over these these uh, goods and, the, and and documents, there's a friction, and and often that friction is sort of uh, coded into a, a piece of paper, and and that can lead to either inefficiencies or brings in scope for corruption, et cetera. Et cetera. and therefore. Anything that has this long trail of paper and has lots of points where uh, goods and documents change hands, uh, that's one place where blockchain can sort of bring efficiency. It can um, uh, make a lot of these transactions or, or handover points redundant in some ways and completely eliminate the need of paper documents. So there's a lot that blockchain could Bring of value as far as international trade is concerned, especially when trade is, you know, coming from or involves a developing country.
0: So blockchain can impact international trade, particularly in parts of the world where there is currently an unclear or incomplete system. When we come back, we'll talk to Jack Shaw, an emerging technology strategist, who will explain to us how blockchain will change the way you do business.
3: This is Robert Burgess, the Administrative Director of the Denning Technology and Management Program, abbreviated TNM. Our office is in the Scheller College of Business here at Georgia Tech. The TNM program is a competitive admission minor that's designed to breed cross-functional leaders in technology and business-related fields. The classes emphasize experiential learning and include hands-on elements that allow those t and students the opportunity to offer interdisciplinary solutions to real-world problems faced by our corporate affiliates. All undergraduate majors on campus are welcome to apply each October for admission to the cohort the following fall semester. About 300 students apply each year. It's a very selective program as we only have 65 seats in each cohort. If you'd like more information about the TNM program, please contact me at robert.burgess, B-U-R-G-E-S-S, at scheller, S-C-H-E-L-L-E-R, dot
4: I'm Jack Shaw. I'm an emerging technology strategist. I help business executives and executives of other organizations understand the strategic implications of emerging technologies. How does blockchain technology work? Unlike traditional centralized databases like, say, the Target credit card database or the Equifax credit record database, which, despite the efforts of these huge corporations uh, to prevent it, have been hacked. Uh, Because given enough time and resources, anything that's accessible can be hacked. So blockchain information is not stored on any computer. It's stored on many computers. And depending on the implementation, anywhere from dozens to hundreds to thousands. And it is that combination of cryptographic and synchronization technologies which ensures that as soon as that information is updated, that it is available in minutes, if not seconds, to everybody in that ecosystem. Um, And it also means that if anything is hacked and changed in some inappropriate way, whether the change is to give somebody a key that allows them to see information they shouldn't see or whether the change is actually a change to the underlying data that's going to accomplish something that's beneficial for the hacker but probably not for the community, the ecosystem. As soon as any node is hacked, the rest of the nodes on the blockchain through the synchronization technology will recognize that we no longer have a match here, ignore the information on that node. It is invalid unless or until uh, it matches what the rest of us have. And there are various different um, uh, ways of ensuring this consensus process. And it's going to get way too deep for the business leaders for us to get into the technical details of exactly how that works. And besides, it's evolving quite quickly as blockchain technology is getting more powerful and more sophisticated. So if I gave you a detailed technical explanation as to how it worked right now, aside from being very boring and essentially irrelevant for business leaders to need to worry about, I mean, we don't need to know how to build a automatic transmission to know why we might, might want to buy a car and how to drive one. Um, uh, it would be out of date in a few months anyway. Why is blockchain important? Blockchains are important because blockchains let us do four things that we couldn't do before. One is we can, using blockchain technology, we can create a permanent, immutable, signed and time-stamped record of important information, and that information includes such things as identity of people, places, things, organizations. It includes ownership of assets, both physical assets and intangible assets like intellectual property. It includes business transactions, purchase orders, payments, price quotes, what have you. Um. I say business transactions, it can be other kinds of transactions, for example, like a citizen registering to vote, for example, could be considered a transaction. And it can also include contractual commitments via something called smart contracts that we will talk about. That's the first thing that blockchains will let you do is keep these permanent, immutable, signed and timestamped records of important information. Secondly, allows the information, allows that information to be shared among all the authorized entities, people, businesses, other organizations, so forth, participating in a given business or social ecosystem. Third, it makes it straightforward for those entities who are authorized to do so to update that information quickly and easily from anywhere in the world via the internet. And fourth, it is for all practical purposes, if properly implemented hack-proof. Those are the key capabilities. And what this means then is that we now have the ability to eliminate a lot of intermediary functions and sometimes even intermediary processes and organizations whose sole purpose is to facilitate the exchange or sharing of information among two or more entities in a, in a particular business or social ecosystem. Which, and that has huge, huge implications uh, for us, here's a simple example. Um, Cook County, Illinois is the third largest, it's Chicago, as I'm sure you know, third largest uh, jurisdiction in the country in terms of the number of land titles kept in it, over 5 million. They're in the middle of a multi year process right now to convert all their land titles to blockchain. Now, if Anyone who's engaged in real estate transactions knows that the slowest part of the entire process, once you've come to an agreement to buy or sell for a given price, the slowest part of the whole process between then and actually closing is waiting around for the results of the title search. You know, historically, it was sending hordes of people back into dusty warehouses to paw through file cabinets to verify that, you know. The people who sold the property to the seller had legitimate authority to do that, and they bought it from people who had legitimate, and it goes on back and, and back and back. And so it takes weeks, sometimes a month or more, to complete a title search after everything else is done. You know, approval of the you know, mortgage fund financing and all that kind of stuff. With blockchain technology, that process will be able to be completed in seconds, which means, in effect, if they chose to, People who uh, agreed on a business, on on a financial transaction to buy or sell a piece of real estate uh, could uh, execute the appropriate uh, uh, documentation and um, it would essentially be done in seconds. Shake hands, trade keys, except of course they wouldn't need to trade keys anymore because they'd be able to use their (laughs) biometrics to access the house. But that's more technology coming in.
0: So in a way, what you're saying that blockchain does is blockchain serves as a guarantor of, to use maybe an inappropriate term, but it's kind of provenance.
4: Well, provenance is absolutely a critical component of blockchain. Yes, and it's provenance of records of information. Um, <clears throat> that comes in very strongly in supply chain. In fact, one of the most exciting applications of blockchain technology <clears throat> that I've seen and that is one of the first very, very large scale implementations is last fall, Walmart completed a two-year proof of concept for a blockchain concept they call Food Trust. And the purpose of Food Trust is to be able to track the source of various foods all the way back to the original source, the farm on which the uh, food was grown or the the animals were raised, as the case might be, Uh, so that if there are problems with any of the food anywhere in the supply chain, they know where it came from and where the food that came from that place went. So if you think back to fall of 2018, when all the romaine in the country was pulled off the shelves, that wasn't because all the romaine in the country was contaminated with E. coli. It was a tiny little percentage, but some was. And what uh, what people were finding, and, and they did research, they were finding that it was taking up to a week to both track back through a series of manual processes, even though there are Some of the systems were automated that they were accessing to track all the way back to the original source to find out where did this bad lettuce come from. Then they had to work forward the other way to say where did all of that lettuce that came from that place end up. And if it's going to take a week, you're not going to say, well, it's only a week. How many people are going to die from E. coli in a week? Let's roll the dice. We don't want to pull all that stuff off the shelves. You know, they realize that aside from the ethical considerations involved, opening themselves up to lawsuits, much more expensive than the value of that romaine. Just throw it all away. Well, now with uh, blockchain technology, they were able to show that they could reduce the time for that tracing uh, process from just under a week to approximately two seconds which meant that essentially instantly, as soon as they were able to identify that there was a particular problem, they could trace that back through the, to the source, go back the other direction, figure out, and then go out to those 1% or 2 or 5% of the stores that had any romaine coming from that source that was bad and say take all of that off the shelves at those stores. And all the rest of the stores only have romaine coming from completely different sources that they have no reason to – believe has any problems, you can leave it on there. Tremendous savings for the company, which of course is ultimately going to get passed on to consumers in terms of reduced costs. So there's an excellent example of how blockchain can have a very positive impact. So in closing, what are our three takeaways? First,
0: blockchain is so much more than just Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. Blockchain is the underlying technology which enables cryptocurrency, but it has so many more possible uses which are only just being explored. Second, blockchain allows you to conduct secure transactions and trust that the transaction is as described, with a high degree of transparency. Third, blockchain allows you, if necessary, to track your supply chain with a level of speed and precision that is currently unavailable by any other technology. In summation, blockchain has a lot in common with those old commercials from German chemical company BASF.
3: At PASF, we don't make a lot of the products you buy. We make a lot of the products you buy
0: better. Blockchain doesn't stand by itself, but it can make the systems you use to conduct business, especially international business, more secure, trustworthy, and transparent at an unparalleled rate of speed. Finally, in closing, we were able to reach out to the developer, a woman named Jennifer, who is the primary designer for Walmart's blockchain-based supply chain solution. Working for Walmart has been very lucrative for her, and she gave this comment. That's it for this episode. See you next time, when we are talking about currency, its past, its present, and its future, including the time 25 years ago when a virtual currency got real. Mondo Mercado is a production of the Georgia Tech Center for International Business Education and Research, funded by the U.S. Department of Education and housed at the Scheller College of Business at the Georgia Institute of Technology in beautiful Midtown Atlanta, Georgia, USA. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to encourage us to do more, please like and share this episode. We'd like to give a special thanks to Daniel Goldman of Turnio, Nishant Das of the Scheller College of Business, and Jack Shaw. We would also like to thank Mr. Robert Marsh, who arranged for us to speak with Daniel. We very much appreciate his assistance. The director of the Georgia Tech Center for International Business Education is Dr. John McIntyre. The editor for this episode is Aaron Schaefer. The producer is James Hoadley. Special thanks to the Scheller College of Business, Joe Macri, and a big thank you to Charlie Bennett, public engagement librarian for the Georgia Tech Library. Please check out Charlie's podcasts, Lost in the Stacks, the North Avenue Lounge, and Super Context. The opinions expressed in this episode are the opinions of the speakers and do not represent an official statement of the George Institute of Technology or the U.S. Department of Education. Information provided on Mondo Mercado is provided for educational purposes only and does not constitute professional advice. Always contact a qualified professional before undertaking any business investment. Special thanks to KCEL Productions.